With most things in life, there is usually more to what we see than what meets our eye, leaving us to our own meaningful interpretations and our own beautiful stories. When it comes to art, Greg's is no exception. We all see ourselves, our loved ones, our pains, our triumphs, and our hearts in these paintings. From Greg's studio to our living rooms, these images take on new and different meaning with each wall they hang on and each life they touch. Now, Greg invites you to take a glimpse behind the curtain into his own stories and inspirations of his art. Because just like us, these creations have a deeper story to tell. And if we let them, we'll find that they have the power to be healing, inspiring, and awakening. Okay, yeah, let's just give a little bit of backstory on the impetus for these conversations in the first place. So every couple months, you'll go do a presentation more or less in front of, you know, different groups of people that ask you to come speak. And in those, you'll bring a PowerPoint of, like, a nice array of your work. But during that hour and a half, you have a chance to go six feet deep on each of your paintings and give a little bit more backstory, which you kind of touched on in the, you know, our last conversation. Is it, with artwork, a lot of it is what the viewer brings to the table. And so when people get to hear your thoughts behind it, it's this whole spiel of things that they, they're they never going to see right. just looking at the painting. Right. You know, a musician has like five minutes to go through a song and express their feelings. You don't get to do that with your art other than just a visual. So that's kind of why it's fun to pick a painting. And I'm excited. Each conversation we have, we're going to pick a painting and kind of explore your mind and your thoughts behind it. And hopefully... <laughs> bring something else to the table on top of what people are already bringing right. themselves. Right. I think the fear in doing that is that I don't want to take away the unique perspective that each person brings yeah, to an like image. Yeah, I don't think it's like that at all. But, I think it'll be an enhancement. I think it's like hearing the backstory of a song that Paul McCartney wrote. Yeah. So, and that, so that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking is just to give some thoughts that may be surrounded the creation of an image and some of them may be directly related to that and others are kind of peripheral Mm -hmm. but um, it it just gives me a chance to share my kind of thought process uh, and and the paintings kind of come out of that Uh, it's I think they all in some way kind of reflect just my own viewpoint on the world and none of that is the correct way to see the world it's just you know, yeah there's not personal. a correct way though yeah exactly right so. but you kind of spearheaded choosing the image that we wanted to talk about today yeah i think we we talked about one that's kind of obscure that a lot of people may not be familiar with and it's it's kind of um you know you talk about releasing songs or records this is like the b-side uh, of, of an, you know a single that not all people might be familiar with and that's an image called uh, sacred space it's kind of a different image than many i've done it shows uh, a representation of jesus and in the background is kind of this cosmic uh representation of the universe of space 
And it's kind of a play on words, the title, Sacred Space, because you see you see galaxies, you know, nebula, stars. But it, for me, also represents uh, a sacred space that is within each of us or that is um, symbolized by the figure of Jesus. His hands are outstretched. He's sort of inviting us to come uh, to him and maybe see things with his perspective, with a more universal kind of uh, awareness and understanding. And so sacred space, for me, has a, a, a dual meaning. The, the concept or the thought process that kind of accompanies that kind of image was, uh, I wouldn't say it was, it wasn't inspired by by what I'm going to talk about next, but it it, it sort of complements it, and and it's a subject that I I personally think about a lot, and I've kind of given it it's kind of a corny label, but it's it's useful for me, and it's something that I call zoom in, zoom out, and in short, that's kind of the way that I I interpret. Um, Christ's perspective, that Christ consciousness, is having the ability to zoom in and zoom out. And let me explain that. I, we have a, a, a coffee table book at home, and it's called um, Cosmos, a field guide. And it's a big, oversized book, and it's filled with photographs and uh, computer simulations of the universe and there's one page that is really a a remarkable image amongst many and some of these are vast expansive photographs of the universe and some zoom in on uh, particular planets but but this one particular photograph is one that was taken what in 2004 by the Hubble telescope and it is quite a remarkable image. It's a real picture. It's a real photograph and what they did was they zoomed in on an apparently empty little spot in the sky. When you say empty it's like we go out under the night sky we look up. We don't see anything there. We see a star, a star and there's a bunch of blackness in between. So if you looked up in Zoomed in on a piece of black sky. Yeah. Okay. And, and this, if if you were to, like, hold your, you know, reach out your arm, and look at your thumbnail at arm's length, that's actually about the size of a full moon. And the little piece of sky that the Hubble telescope focused on was about a tenth of that size. So a tenth of the size of your thumbnail, maybe even your small finger, your pinky. I hope everyone finger, listening to this pinky. right now is holding yeah. their thumbs <laughs> exactly. the way you and I are. Exactly. Anyway, it's a little spot. It's not very big at all. And, and as far as they knew, there was really nothing there. But they left that exposure open for 11 days so that it could absorb as much 
light as possible. And as it turns out, this stunning image that was captured uh, shows, I think, over 10,000 galaxies that were previously unknown. And it's, it's an incredible revelation to see how much was there that was totally unknown just by zooming in on this little piece of sky and the sort of the lesson for me the the zoom in part where that gets good for me is um, applying that principle in other areas of my life looking a little bit closer you can find all kinds of amazing uh, blessings things to be joyful about things to appreciate Uh, I had an experience years ago I had to drive from our home in Provo to Boise and I don't know that's about a six hour hour five or six hour drive and for some reason I'd been reading about being grateful and just like counting your blessings. And as I pulled out the driveway, it was early in the morning, it was still dark. Uh, I started just uh, talking out loud to myself and counting my blessings. And I started out with, you know, all the normal things like naming my family, you know, Sydney, my wife, I'm thankful for her, each of you kids. You know, my parents, my my siblings, my friends. She's my favorite. Continue. Yeah, I went on and on Mm -hmm. about that. But you know, that that, you can go on for a long time if you start counting individual things that you're thankful for. for. Well, I went, as I remember, about as far as Bountiful. That's a little more than maybe an hour's drive. And I was starting to, like, sputter a little bit. I, I don't know if I would say I was running out of things, but, you know, this the was nonstop. The obvious things had run out. Yeah, the obvious things had run out. And then it kind of hit me that I could get more specific. I could zoom in on those things. For example, instead of just saying, wow, I'm grateful for Sydney, my wife. I started breaking that blessing down and thinking of, you know, why am I so thankful for her? And I, and I thought of all of her wonderful qualities or experiences that we had had together. Um, significant things that I had learned from her. Uh, stimulating conversations we had had while driving. Um, the people that I had met through her, it just went on and on. And then that went on to each of you kids, you know, and things that I thought were unique about each of you. Well, this this went on and on just with people that I knew. And then I started thinking about, you know, sometimes when we, we uh, say a prayer of gratitude, we'll you know, you use trite phrases like, you know, I'm thankful for 
my health and strength or something like that. And I started zooming in on that kind of a concept. You know, what does that mean? I mean, I'm thankful for my that I can see. You know, mm-hmm. that I can see a sunrise. And I thought for like for 25 plus years, we had lived at the foot of the mountains in Provo. We were so close to the mountains on the west side that I never saw a sunrise. It was like 10 o'clock in the morning before the sun would break over the mountains. Saw wonderful sunsets, but on a regular basis... I hadn't seen a sunrise. And, you know, a year ago we moved to the Heber Valley on the other side of the mountains. And every morning now I see that sun come up in the east. And it's amazing. I'm so thankful for that. You know, just the things that I can visually enjoy. And then I thought about, wow, what about smells? Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, my mom's cooking or, uh, you know, Christmas, the smell of a a pine tree in our house or, you know, it goes on and on. So I, I just kept following this theme of zooming in on things. Um, you know, our sense of touch. I looked at my hands while I was driving and I saw, you know, my, my right thumb and my right index finger. And I have kind of a weird habit. I, I hold a paintbrush just with those two fingers. I don't use any others. It's kind of a, a weird thing. It's one of my favorite memories. <laughs> but, well, not memories. But Still, I, I realized, man, I am thankful for my thumb and my index finger. That's that's how I feed my family. With those two little digits, you know, they they take care of me. That gives me chills. And... And I was so thankful for those little, those little fingers. And I wondered, man, what would I do with, without those? Um, being able to listen to music, or, you know, I I recalled waking up on the first day of summer vacation as a kid in my basement bedroom, and I could hear a meadowlark outside, and the sun was coming through, and I just thought summer vacation <laughs> you know i don't have to go to school but anyway that's you get the idea zooming in on little things brought uh a, a tremendous increase in joy um just uh dissecting it almost or leaving that exposure open longer more and more things come into view and it just fills your experience uh, in a whole new way. So The concept of macro and micro is so endless. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. could take that, I mean you just did, literally any category and you could go on and on and on and on and on. I mean the macro micro is just, it's everywhere. It and for me, that's a helpful thing. But I've also thought about, you know, uh, it's, there are things in our life sometimes that that aren't so pleasant. And what do we do then? 
you know, when you zoom in and maybe you see problems or challenges or, you know, bad things happen to all of us. Our life isn't just filled with warm, fuzzy feelings. That morning that I was driving, I was I was almost in tears because I was so filled with gratitude. But But sometimes those tears are tears because of discouragement or depression or hardship or bad things come into our life. And then what What do we do? What do you do? Well, that that for me is kind of the, the other half of this zoom in, zoom out mm-hmm. idea. It doesn't really help to zoom in on our problems and look at every single detail. Because that's an option detail. too. That is an option. And sometimes... Mm-hmm. We do that. We, we'd like. Yeah. Sometimes we get addicted to the drama of zooming in on negative things in our life. It, it in a weird way can make us feel alive just picking that apart and focusing on every little facet of it. And we can do that if we choose. I've done that before on some things, but it, it doesn't help me. What... I've found is helpful is to engage the other half of that concept. Zoom in, zoom out. That's when I pull back and try to see the big picture. You know, that more is going on than maybe I realize. It's like, um, you know, looking at the backside of a a tapestry where it, it, you know, it just makes no sense. There's all kinds of stuff going on and it's almost threads chaos. Threads and lumps. And yes, threads and lumps. It's pleasing to look at. Really. It's, it's ragged and uh, not always um, doesn't have a beauty to it. But if or you... Or rhyme or reason. Rhyme There's, or reason. It yeah, no exactly. Sense. It can make no sense. But then if you flip that over and mm-hmm. you zoom out, then sometimes it, you see a, a bigger pattern. And that bigger pattern has beauty to it. And that's been a helpful thing in my life is to try to see that whatever it is that's going on, whatever if it's something difficult or disappointing or discouraging or painful that maybe zooming out I can find a blessing there because I think all of us have had um, dark clouds that we have ultimately found a, a silver lining to and usually it is not apparent right at the time most of the things you know that I I find uh you know, there's a hidden pearl in, I don't find it at the moment it's happening. It's usually down the road, or if somehow I can magically zoom out at the time, I might see the possibility of it. But but that happens over and over again. Things that I think at the time are just so disappointing, so discouraging, so opposite of what I had hoped for 
in the big picture or down the road, it turns out to be a real blessing. And many times, I'm I'm glad that what I had originally hoped for didn't happen, or I'm actually thankful for a difficult period that I was able to go through and learn from. Um, it does, you know, it, it can sound a little too easy, and when you're in something terrible, maybe that's the last thing you want to hear. But if you can even find one example of a time where there was a silver lining, you know, by zooming out, there was, you know, you when you went, oh, you know, that was hard, but we made it and I learned something from it. So, uh, yeah, it may not provide answers in the present yeah. or solution in the present or take away but, the pain. Yeah. But the more you do it, it becomes easier to apply, you know, like, okay, this has happened to me before. Good luck, bad luck, you never know type of thing. It turned out to be something different than you thought in the moment. And then it at least provides a little bit of relief for whatever present turmoil you may be trudging through. I think a lot of what Jesus taught lines up with the macro-micro relationship. He symbolizes something so great and incomprehensible on one hand. And then also, like we talked about last time, just human and gentle and sweet and close to the chest. You know, everything about being like a child. And, I mean, that on one hand is just as simplistic as it gets. And yet he's the greatest figure that stands (laughs) Yeah, we talk about the creator of the universe. Yeah. But just the paradox of, again... It's both. I mean, that is the that is the only way I think to thrive in this crazy Earth experience is by somehow balancing the zooming in with the zooming out. Because I think to get the full essence of what this experience is supposed to be and what Christ intended it to be is to to balance that that zoom in and zoom out. I think He understood yeah. that. That's why it was. I think that's why He lived and could live the way that he did because he knew those moments to lean into everything that you riffed about about take it all in you know like when you're with someone when you're with a child when you're with a stranger you're you know being with you right now it's like if you take that in and you look into someone's eyes and you see their face and you're so thankful for that presence that you're experiencing with another human and the smells and the holidays and the mountains and you just breathe and smell and live and experience being human then I think it it ebbs and it flows so that when the hard times come you know how to take that into just in stride and and it becomes this this almost just beautiful dance of knowing knowing when to zoom in and knowing when to zoom out but yeah I um I think I've brought up Brene Brown to you like a yeah I preach her to you (laughs) like I'm getting paid by her but you know, she talks a lot about if you numb out the, the bad things, like a lot of times as humans, we're really tempted to just shut down during the hard things because it's so rare that we have answers or explanation for why we're being, you know, put through this turmoil. But if we numb out during that and we refuse, you know, to feel the crappy feelings and the difficult feelings, then when it comes time to zoom in, we don't have the capacity 
to all of a sudden opt out of numbing out. You know, it's like we can't yeah. numb out and then, you know, tap back in the game and then numb out doing right. the bad things and tap back in for the good things. You know, it's just, it's part of it. And Jesus knew that, you know, that's why I think the whole, the kingdom of God, you know, the, the bio that you wrote about this painting on the website, you know, you touch on how it was a little bit, um, inspired by that scripture of, yeah. you know, the kingdom of God is within you. Yeah. And I think Jesus obviously was the master of that, of I can either experience misery or I can experience absolute heavenly bliss. Like we have the compa- yeah. the capacity to experience both as human beings, but it's really up to us to decide yeah. if we're going to lean into it. Yeah, his his perspective, his consciousness always seemed to be very fluid. Yeah. It was flowing. Mm-hmm. It, it, he had the ability to zoom in and zoom out whenever you know he needed to. And when we discover that sacred space, which is that perspective or that place inside of us that is still and it's not it's not dependent upon the details of what are going on around us to provide happiness it's it's a permanent place inside of us and it's it's a refuge it's mm-hmm. it's a place where we see things in their proper perspective it allows us to ride through the bumpy times and see the beautiful pattern in everything even if it's not necessarily pleasant at the time but it also allows us to zoom in on the very simple the the physical things and details Mm -hmm. and find joy in those it's not dependent upon them but I think it increases uh the ability to enjoy life to to kind of stay in that space I was I, I never quite finished the story about driving in the car and counting mm-hmm. my blessings after having the thought of zooming in and seeing the details of all the great things in my life I had to stop because a weird thing happened to me at that time I was going through kind of a a creative stupor I just seemed to be at at a dead end but after going through this little exercise it's kind of like that Hubble photograph was developed kind of you know Mm -hmm. It, it kind of revealed all these things that had been unseen in my mind and I remember turning on the recorder on my smartphone and for the next like three and a half hours until I got to Boise I just started uh, having all these ideas flood into my mind related to this project and I I recorded them and it just went on and on it's like it opened the floodgates and and I'm not saying that's a, a foolproof formula for opening us up to inspiration and whatnot. But for me, on that day, it happened and it worked. The idea of opening our hearts and our minds to see more, to be more grateful, for me has been a key to opening up 
creativity and inspiration mm. and just kind of getting me in the flow that we were talking about. I love that so much. Oh. So let's challenge everybody. Take a one-tenth of your thumb. <laughs> Take a one-tenth of your life, you know, that looks like dark space and looks completely mundane or insignificant yeah. or just dull and just challenge yourself. Like, zoom in on it. Zoom in on it. And I'm, I'm pretty positive that the brightness will reveal itself. To all of us, if we take the time to zoom in on it. And at the other end of that, if there's something difficult going on in your life, if, if there's mm-hmm. a very hard time that seems bleak and discouraging and your heart feels dark and aching and all of those things, try to step back. Try to zoom out even a little bit and find just one little silver lining because you know what happens when you zoom out on a dark part of the sky if you zoom out far enough Ah, all you still see is stars stars start appearing bing 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 and you zoom out further and pretty soon it's this amazing galaxy that is glowing and incredible I think that's a real phenomenon so that's a sacred space yeah to end I love you dad I love you too Kylie bye bye Hey guys, I just wanted to say thanks for listening and giving me an excuse to sit down with my dad and have these conversations. I know I might be biased, but I love listening to him. And if you do too, head over to gregolson.com forward slash blog. We've posted some additional pictures of some of the fun things that we talked about this week. Pictures of Greg growing up in Iona as a little boy, some of his high school artwork even, and Greg's most favorite, pictures of the things that he's most thankful for like his wife Sydney and their family my family thanks guys talk to you next week